Hello, and welcome to season two of Infinite Shelf, the human-centric retail podcast. I'm your host, Ingrid Millman Cordy. I am really excited for season two. And if you haven't listened to the first episode, I strongly encourage you to go back and listen. Um, I do give a little bit of a preface to what this season is like. And there's a bit of a spin on the content that you'll notice here and in the first episode. And that is that I am sitting down with the same caliber of amazing guests that we had in season one. So that includes founders, CEOs, digital disruptors, retail executives. And what we're trying to do is actually in real time, live on the show, workshop through some problems or opportunities or just what's top of mind for these folks and even sometimes me as an operator myself. Um, The topics range from what we're going to talk about today with Katie and Lauren, and that is um, rising customer acquisition costs in this privacy constrained environment. And other topics are all about team building and organizational structures and just really, really interesting stuff with very, very smart people. So I hope you like it. I'm very open to your feedback. So in this episode, as I said, you'll meet Katie and Lauren. They are co-founders and co-CEOs of Higher Dose, also known as the coolest, most chic wellness brand that frankly I've ever seen. I've known Lauren and Katie for a really long time and have watched them sculpt this infrared studio in downtown New York City from being this cool kid only infrared sauna brand that only really tailored to a clientele of A-list celebrities and trendsetters, people that are kind of in the know about it, to what seems like is in everyone's home, or at least in their Instagram stories, of um, them being in their sauna blanket that they now sell on their direct-to-consumer site on HigherDose.com. Katie and Lauren have um, a really, really unique perspective on the wellness industry, on females in the wellness industry, on females in business, and I just so glad that they're here and we get to talk about more specifically customer acquisition costs and things that you think about as you're running a D2C brand. And we also touch a little bit on being uh, pivoting from being in a brick and mortar retail environment to adding direct consumer into business model and what that all looks like. So I had a really fantastic time talking to them and I hope you enjoy it. Infinite Shelf is brought to you by Cinder. E-commerce accounting can get really tricky really quickly. Cinder helps simplify your transaction ecosystem with their standalone all-in-one accounting platform. Visit synder.com to learn more. Infinite Shelf is brought to you by Gorgeous, the number one e-commerce help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce brands. With Gorgeous, you can automate up to 20% of your commonly asked questions. Plus, it seamlessly integrates into your existing tech stack. Visit G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot com slash Infinite Shelf for two months free. Infinite Shelf is brought to you by Shopware. Shopware is an open commerce platform built for brands to deliver the experience their customers need today and into the future. Learn more at shopware.com slash infinite shelf. Welcome Lauren and Katie from Higher Dose. I'm so happy to have you here. Hi Ingrid. It's so nice to be here. How are you? 
I'm so good. I'm so good. So um, welcome to Lauren Berlingeri and Katie Caps, the co-founders and co-CEOs of Higher Dose, the house of getting high naturally and all things wellness, recovery, and making you feel really good. Um, I'm so happy that you're here and very excited to just get up to speed on everything that you've been doing in the past couple of years. And um, we're going to also play a little bit of you know, on air problem solving together, which I'm so, so excited to do. Great. Yeah. I'm excited too. <laughs> um, so Lauren, why don't you let me know what have you guys been, what have you guys been up to at higher dose in the past couple of years? Oh man, so much. I feel like the last like two to three years have just gone by so quickly. Um, but I'm sure you remember, you know, when we used to just be a location business. So we used to have higher dose infrared spa locations around New York City and some in Brooklyn. And we had really great partnerships with brands like Equinox and you know luxury hotels like 11 Howard and shared wellness centers. And at one point, we even had like 12 locations, which is kind of crazy. Um, and that was all amazing. And about two, I would say maybe three and a half years ago now, uh, we launched our first take-home product, which is our take-home infrared sauna experience. So you know, at Higher Dose, our mission is really to bring infrared to the masses. And we couldn't do that by opening locations because obviously we were only servicing the people that lived in New York and Brooklyn. Right. We really wanted to bring this amazing technology to the world. So we were like, how do we, you know, take the infrared sauna technology and the same benefits and make it in a more portable, compact, affordable version, which, you know, that's our sauna blanket. Um, it has infrared technology and has all sorts of amazing layers like amethyst and tourmaline. When you heat those two stones, it promotes an even deeper infrared, a charcoal layer. It's low in EMF and ELF and has amazing clean materials. And it's just an awesome product. And pretty much everyone has access to an infrared sauna in the comfort of their own home. Side note, that blanket has made it with me through like six different moves and I will not you'll have to pry it out of my cold, dead hands. I'm obsessed with it. It's the best product in the world. Yeah, it is. It's really amazing. And, uh, you know, when we launched it, this was like pre-pandemic, we started to see this business grow at 400% versus our location business, which was growing at 25%. So internally, Katie and I decided that we were going to focus more on, you know, developing the product even further, which we're now on our fourth version. And then also creating other like wellness tech that you can enjoy at home versus opening the location. So when the pandemic hit and we were forced to close all of our locations overnight, it sort of just accelerated this direct-to-consumer business and product business and allowed us to focus all of our resources through like bandwidth and money um, to, you know, product and inventory and all the things that you need when you're a direct-to-consumer business versus location. So it was somewhat of a blessing for us. Um, you know, all these people are talking about pivot this, pivot that during pandemic, but really we, this was an, an acceleration of something that we were already starting to do. So that happened. Um, we currently have two of our locations reopened, which is our Levin Howard location and our wholly owned uh, Williamsburg location. Um, but since the pandemic, we've also launched two more of our wellness um, product SKUs, which is our infrared PEMF mat, and then also our red light infrared face mask, which are all amazing. And of course you can use the infrared face mask while you're in the sauna blanket or on the mat, which is great. 
And then for all those people that don't want the commitment of sweating that you get from our sauna blanket, then you'll really fall in love with the infrared pump mat, which is more of a recovery based mat. You wear, you know, you wear clothes on it. You can use it at any point of the day. I wake up, I meditate on it. I stretch, I work out on it. I use it before I go to bed. All members of my family love it. And if you have an animal, like forget about it. You'll never get that animal <laughs> off your infrared pump mat. <laughs> totally. And actually you guys do such a good job of going into the usage, the why, the how, everything on higherdose.com. And so if everyone is just a little bit like blown away by everything that you're saying, there's there's a place where we can, you know, direct people to learn a little bit more about the products and everything. But it's it's actually really fascinating to hear how the pandemic just sort of accelerated an instinct that you and Katie already had um, and just sort of forced you into this new world that thankfully has just been servicing the the public in this really important way as people are starting to think more about their health, their wellness, their well-being, de-stressing, sort of unplugging from this always-on culture that we've developed. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing that you've been able to bring to people who don't just live in New York City. Yeah, you're right. I mean, COVID accelerated our business model, but also COVID also accelerated the idea that health is wealth and that we should be investing into ourselves and taking care of, you know, our well-being and thinking about products that help boost our immunity and recover from getting sick or preventing getting sick. So mm-hmm. the culture has just changed so much in the last two years. And I think, you know, there's been a lot of bad things that have come out of this pandemic, but there's also been, in my opinion, a lot of great things because it's kind of just like highlighted more of the important things in life for me, at least anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, you know, it's a, it's an interesting thing to grapple with, right? In saying like, oh, the pandemic, like actually we did great during the pandemic. Like there's so many horrible, unbelievably avoidable for the most part, not for the, you know, for a considerable part, um, elements of it. But then, you know, none of this is making light of any of that. I hope that that's clear for both of us. It's more just like, hey, the world sort of changed. And as a result, we're now thinking about things through through a different lens, right? Correct. Yep. I think with any sort of challenge in life, there's the opportunity to really grow and learn and put more importance on things that matter. So, you know, it was incredibly difficult for a lot of people and some more than others. Um, But I I do think there's that opportunity to really grow and change. Yeah. Yeah. The new, the new world that we're, we're creating with more intentionality, hopefully. Yes, exactly. I was so excited to hear that we're going to go over problems on the podcast. Yeah, I know. What do you want to workshop? Do you think? Well, I feel like Probably everyone's talking about the iOS update challenges and Facebook and... Oh, I have a lot to say about that. Right? Definitely. Oh, that's such a good one. You have still physical locations, right? Yeah, we have two right now. Yeah. Okay. Are you expanding into more or no? We want to, but it's not going to be the main focus of the business. It's more of like a flagship approach in a couple strategic locations. That makes sense. That makes sense. So we launched our second product, which is our infrared PEMF mat, which is virtually the same as the sauna blanket in terms of infrared, but without the commitment of sweating. You get all the juicy benefits of infrared, which is detoxification, relaxation, calm, helps you sleep better. Um, And again, you you don't have that commitment of sweating into the sauna blanket. You can go on there with clothes on. It's pretty effortless to use, and you can hop on at any point in the day. 
And then we also paired that with uh, another wellness technology called PEMF technology, which is pulse electromagnetic frequency, which is a frequency that's very similar to the Earth's core frequency, very grounding, very relaxing, very healing. Um, So really this mat just like melts away any stress, anxiety, worries, pain, inflammation, and just puts you into the deepest state of like rest and digest and heal. People fall asleep on it. People use it to fall asleep. People use to meditate on it. They use it to watch TV on it. You can use it at any point of the day. And I think that's why it's so powerful is it's just so easy to use. You can use it at any time of the day and there's no commitment. You know, you, you can jump on it with your clothes on or with no clothes on. And um, so we're actually starting to see this product be even more popular than the sauna blanket because I do think it speaks to more people. Um, so yeah, the, the second product that we launched was also very successful, which we're very excited about. And then we also launched our red light infrared face mask too, which is pretty awesome. Um, you know, the benefits of red light and infrared together are undeniable. The research and studies have been going on for years and years, backing up what it does for skin, mood, balancing hormones, whatever you possibly need, uh, red light and infrared is really good because it feeds the mitochondria and the cell, which is ultimately producing something called ATP, which is energy, which means all of your cells just work better. So we're really power. We're really passionate about wellness technologies and, you know, um, also products that can, you know, increase someone's vitality and well-being and just make them feel great. And, you know, our mantra and slogan is get high naturally. And, you know, I think that's the deepest mission of higher dose is just helping people feel better. Amazing. I think that's fascinating. And I've always been incredibly fascinated by the both of you and your, your approach to wellness. Um, I think that you have really unique voices in sort of this I would say intersection between wellness and biohacking and technology. But I think when you combine all of those things, you start in your mind to create this image of a person that sounds and looks a lot like Tim Ferriss. (laughs) And there are no people in the space or very few people in the space that look and sound and are motivated by the things that you two are motivated by, um, which are are similar in some ways to a Tim Ferriss kind of biohackery world. But it is incredibly, um, it's grounded in a lot of different motivation and also just the female perspective. And I just am super excited always about the things that you guys are paying attention to and the spaces that you're plugging into. And I think that, didn't you guys just recently launch that Biohackers web series? I've been binging them like crazy, by the way. It's so fascinating. Yeah. Katie and I are very passionate about the biohacking space, mainly because that's where we were introduced to a lot of these wellness technologies that no one has ever heard of, but yet they've been around forever. And like I said, rooted in science and research and And we really, you know, we're passionate about this whole space and we consider ourselves to be female biohackers ourselves, but really felt different being in this space because it's a very male dominated space. Like you said, when you think biohackers, you think Tim Ferriss, you think Dave Asprey, um, you know, you think Ben Greenfield and there's no real women speaking in this space and owning that space, which 
is such a shame because, you know, we feel like women are the original biohackers. We've always been biohacking, you know, we're the ones that have to tap into our consciousness and, and our feelings and, and know what is good for us, what's not good for us, prep our body before we have a baby, while we have a baby, after we have a baby. Our mm-hmm. hormones are very different than men. Men are much more stable. We also have a 28-day cycle. Men are only on a 24-hour cycle. So we, I think, are the original biohackers, which I think Katie and I really saw the opportunity to speak to the females that are curious about this space and, you know, make it more approachable for them and ultimately use ourselves as human guinea pigs to try these like wild wellness technologies and, and products out there and, and show it from a female perspective and, and how it could be used in our life. And, and then also like, you know, considering that women have very different goals than men do men, you know, typically want to live forever. They just want to be the fastest, strongest, you know, person out there. Whereas like women have very different goals. Like I said, we have very different hormones. We have to carry a child at some point or not. Um, You know, we are very curious about how to like stay calm and, and grounded and be nurturing or balance, you know, being entrepreneurs and, and being mothers and best friends and, you know, a part of a community. And, you know, we actually want to like down our cortisol levels and not spike them because we don't thrive off of that. You know, we're interested in how we can age gracefully, certain things that men just don't think about. So really we're just like taking all of that curiosity and making a web series about it called biohack hers and just showing it from Katie and my perspective, which, you know, even Katie and myself come from very different places in our lives and, and our goals. But I think it's really beautiful to do this experience together and just like be very vulnerable and honest about like what works, what doesn't, what we're working on in our lives. And hopefully it can inspire other people to, you know, really invest in themselves. I feel like moreover than anything, like I'm always just trying to inspire people. The best investment that you can do is into yourself. Um, and, you know, just giving people the resources and showing them that there are things out there that they may never even heard of before that can really change their life. Cinder can help simplify your e-commerce transaction ecosystem with their standalone all-in-one accounting platform. With more than 30 integrations available, visit synder.com and use EasyBooks for 40% off to get accurate and unified profit and loss reporting, easy reconciliation across all your e-commerce platforms, and so much more. That's synder.com and use the code EasyBooks for 40% off. Totally. Yeah. And, and Katie, I think, you know, so Lauren, I know you, you're a mother, you have twins um, and, you know, you're trying to juggle all the things that you just demonstrated. And I think Katie, you also, you have a very, very different lifestyle and different motivations and things like that. And so I, I do think there's such a beauty in the diversity of perspective and life experience that you both bring to everything that you do in in both obviously the series but in in work and career and friendship in entrepreneurship I just I'm always drawing inspiration from you too Katie what's been what's been going on with you yeah I mean basically just hanging on for dear life trying to grow the company as fast as we possibly can with limited resources. So I guess my stereotype is like stressed entrepreneur lady that's like, I need all of this wellness stuff so that I don't go crazy right now is pretty much my life. Um, yeah. 
so yeah, I was living my life in New York, very work hard, play hard. And, you know, I gave up alcohol a year and a half ago and I've tried to replace drinking with healthy things that still get me high naturally. Um, like hot and cold therapy, you know, I'm obsessed with doing the cold plunge. Um, I love doing IV drips. Of course, I love the infrared sauna. You know, now Lauren and I are experiencing experimenting with new things like combo that give you this like immediate connection to spirit where like I'm at kind of at the point where alcohol is the last thing on my mind. So that's really cool. Um, yeah. And I also, you know, I'm mostly in Miami now, which I do find is a healthier lifestyle. Like I live right beside the standard and Barry's boot camp and sweet green. So I'm really just loving my like retired health and wellness lifestyle. Um, where I'm not going out as much, but I'm just working and being healthy and it's it's a good place to be for now. That's so beautiful. Oh man. Sweet greens, executives, please, please, please come out to Seattle. I have no idea why you're not here. We're like the exact perfect consumer for you. We will line up around the corner. There is no sweet green and I miss it desperately from from my New York times. That is an untapped opportunity. I'm going to start a sweet green competitor in Seattle if they don't get out there. Seriously, I will I will partner with you because it's I miss it so much. It's hilarious. It's kind of silly how much I miss a salad place, but I do. <laughs> so little things. I know. Well, so, okay. One of the things, Lauren, you had mentioned was sort of the evolution from being an, a physical experience. And even though you still have the, the spas in New York, um, into a D2C at home, broader consumer experience, which I think is actually beautiful because it allows for people from all over the country and eventually, I guess, the world to have this experience that someone living in otherwise being in New York. And if you take one look at, you know, the higher dose history and people who who frequent there, it's a very specific clientele and they're very, you know, celebrities and influencers and anyone who's anyone goes to higher dose and takes a selfie because it's gorgeous and you feel amazing and like who doesn't want to go to higher dose when they're in New York but the ability to democratize that experience and create accessibility to wellness across the country and also I honestly like making it more affordable because now you buy this piece of equipment and it's definitely buy once cry once kind of thing um and it's not even that expensive for what it is and then you just have this thing accessible to you and that i think is is great and empowering and so i wanted to ask you about if having physical locations and creating a brand in a physical location the way that you did has made the d2c experience of creating a brand and creating a product different than maybe you would have made it if you had just started that way? Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely gave us a leg up in terms of, um, you know, we already had traffic to our website and press and backlinks. So we already had this like boosted domain authority, um, Mm -hmm. which is obviously extremely useful for a D2C brand. And we also had this database of customers that were our spa clients that we kind of like knew what we knew what they looked like. We could segment them and create lookalike audiences on Facebook. So that that also really gave us a leg a leg up as we um, switched over to D 2 C. And on top of that, we we you know had feedback from our clients about what they wanted and how they liked the experience. And 
that helped us translate those insights into product. So I think it was actually like a really great way um, to start as a D2C brand, start with locations, then move to online. Yeah, definitely. And I think you also probably got to know your consumers better too, just like the things that they like, it probably informed. And I, I just even remember having these conversations where you were thinking so deliberately and thoughtfully about the design of it, the colors of it, the way that it's going to fit in someone's home. And I think having had that experience of meeting your customers and, and your and your patrons in person and, and creating this persona for them in real life help, helped you sort of sculpt this product for them that that's going to feel really unique and special in their home, but also like a piece of your brand that they get to own and, and cooperate and, you know, ha- integrate into their homes. Um, all right. Well, in season two, we have decided that it would be super fun to just like workshop some problems. Um, We don't expect to solve problems in the good old 30 to 40 minutes that we have together, but I wanted to just talk through some things that you're thinking about professionally, either through your brand or D2C site or interaction with your consumers. Like what's, what's something that, that you're constantly thinking about and a nut that you're trying to crack at these days? Yeah. So why don't why don't you start with your issues and then I'll go to my and Lauren. Okay. Well, I'm sure it's somewhat similar. Um, but yeah, so you know, we are a direct consumer brand. We have been quite successful with launching ads on Instagram and Facebook and then with the recent iOS updates and our rising pack, you know, we are trying to di- diversify our channels and how we reach a new customer. So I think that it would be good to just like have open conversation from, you know, someone that's an outsider looking in on the brand and, you know, maybe we could discuss what we think would be like the top few channels that we would think would be the most powerful for us so that we can get that customer acquisition cost down while still reaching a new customer base. Gorgeous is the e-commerce help desk that turns your customer service into a profit center. Powered by machine learning and automation, Gorgeous can help your brand turn visitors into shoppers, unlock sales through live chat, text, and social media, and increase your ad effectiveness by the equivalent of a 5% increase in ad spend. Gorgeous continues all of these communication channels through email, SMS, Instagram, DMs, live chat, phone, and more, all organized in one place. With this deep integration with your e-commerce store, you'll be able to quickly see all customer data, order history, and take actions right from your help desk. To learn more about why 8,000 customers, including Steve Madden, Princess Polly, and Marine Lair, use Gorgeous, go to G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot com slash infinite shelf and get two months free today. Nobody knows your customers better than you do, so why limit yourself? Offer outstanding customer experiences with Shopware, a turnkey open commerce platform featuring the Rule Builder for powerful and fully customized customer journeys, the Flow Builder for no-code automation of complex business operations and everyday workflows, and Guided Selling to create interactive live video events straight from your Shopware website. Trust Shopware's open framework and powerful network to help you deliver the exceptional experiences your customers deserve now and into the future. 
joined tens of thousands of successful merchants worldwide. Find out more at shopware.com slash infinite shelf. Yeah, no, that's a problem I'm, I actually deal with all the time and, and could probably create our own entire series around that. Um, but so one of the best ways that I think about this in, in my day-to-day is it's not just a story about your CAC. It's a story of the combination between your CAC and your LTV. And so those two things have to always be in balance. And so when you see your CAC prices going up, clearly you want to pay attention to that and you want to take notice. But you also have to look at it in balance with your LTV because sometimes you'll go, if you're singularly focused on just a lower CAC, you're going to go and find maybe some potentially some lower lifetime value customers in less expensive to acquire places, you know, thing, you know, maybe discounting, couponing, um, things like that. And so you're certainly going to achieve your goal in lowering your CAC, but you may also be taking a hit on your LTV at the same time. So I think that in general, just from principles, um, looking at those in symphony together is, is really, really important. At the moment, because we are mostly like these hero technologies that you buy once, like there's not a big recurring revenue component for us. Yeah. We use um, AOV as a proxy for LTV. Mm-hmm. So we do look at our um, AOV over CAC ratio. Um, and I'm curious, like what, what you think is a good target if it's whether it's LTV to CAC or AOV, like what, what do you think is like a good benchmark? Yeah. I mean, it's a really good question. I would say you would want it to probably be like 2.5 or 3x your CAC. Um, just to, good. yeah. We're above yeah. That. yeah. That's a good balance. Um, and again, you still creating some form of recurring revenue, even if you have like a one shot product is critically important because you never want to be in this place where you are constantly hungry for new customers, especially with all of the tightening of restrictions that are starting to happen with privacy and things like that. So I would say you guys, when I think of you, you are the queens of content and creating some form of like Patreon or connection to your consumer that's ongoing paid um, because your your work and your time and the content that you're you're fueling is worth something. Mm-hmm. Um, connecting that with buying the the package and getting some form of recurring revenue, even if it's really small, I think mm-hmm. can be a really big game changer for you all and also help you to continue having those connections with your consumers. It's kind of like you know, sometimes you're on this new year, new you kick and it's January and all, and I, I know in 2022, I'm going to commit to all of my goals and I'm going to get this infrared blanket and I'm going to get this, you know, red, red laser mask and my skin is going to be glowing. And then in about a month and a half, I'm like drinking too much coffee and not enough water and I'm not sleeping well and my blanket's like gathering dusk somewhere. And, oh man, I do remember like I, once a month or once every other week, I get this push from higher dose to inspire me, to continue inspiring me to live my best life. And boy, is that 
not only a complimentary service to the thing that I originally bought from you, but a constant source of re-engagement and connectivity to your brand. So I, I would urge you guys to to focus a lot more on LTV um, and AOV. All of those things are super important, but just like rounding out because it, it's so hard to acquire a customer. So you want to make sure that everything that you're doing. So my advice here would be focus a lot on your CRM. Like your client relationship management is mm-hmm everything to you because you've worked so hard to acquire that customer, to gain their trust, to earn their money. And, and, and you want to make sure that you're helping them achieve their goals from just after that they hit checkout. Um, so that would be the first thing. The second thing with customer acquisition cost is obviously we all know that tightening is happening in privacy and, and Facebook and Instagram and also who in the world wants to keep sucking the zuck? Like nobody, right? And so we want to make sure that we just like think of new channels and like get out of this duopoly between Google and, and Facebook. Um, I, I've been, really been interested in Pinterest. I think Pinterest has been coming in and especially you guys have great like health and wellness recipes, those do super well. They, they've gotten a lot better in in their audience targeting and things like that. So definitely channel diversification is, is a big one. In terms of channel diversification, this is my hedge um, and all, all of my audience. I actually haven't shared this with you, but I really, really think that influencers and their first party audiences the people that they continuously have relationships with and that they continue cultivating are going to actually become more and more valuable in this privacy state because they are creating their own relationships and they are, you know, they're not collecting all the data and things like that. But the more sophisticated and the more engaged the relationships between influencers and their audiences, the more they're going to be valuable. And I think that we're in this place now where the cream is starting to rise to the top. You, it's really, really clear to savvy cons- to everyone who is a savvy consumer, which is everyone at, these, at this point, that they know which influencers are bought and sold and that they can't trust. And they know which influencers really are respectful and thoughtful about their audiences and um, making sure that they only bring them things that they really, really love. And it's okay if it's an ad and it's okay if it's um, a sponsorship and that's clear because they've developed this trust. And so that would be sort of the three prongs, like channel diversification, doubling down on influencers, but like really, really great influencers. And that doesn't always mean the big influencers. I know you know this, but I just, engagement is everything and trust is everything. Um, And then also just broadening your perspective of not just singularly looking at CAC, um, but looking at it as client relationship management and creating some recurring revenue streams. Yeah, that's awesome. Super spot on. Um, I have a question about the CRM. Are there any tools that you specifically recommend? Oh, there are a lot of tools. So I would say a few that come off the top of my head is we use Yachtpo um, for loyalty for our loyalty program. Um, they're constantly evolving their platforms. They're fantastic. There is a um, 
And then there's customer service ones that are just allow you to sort of create this one singular view of the customer and create your customer service team into more relationship management and, and lifecycle marketing. Um, there are two tools that are fantastic. One is called Gorgeous, G-O-R-G-I-A-S. And the other is Gladly. Um, they're, they're both fantastic tools. I, I strongly recommend looking into them. Um, I actually know the, the leadership at both of those, if you'd like an, an introduction, but yeah, so I think, and Yapo as well, I think there, there's some really great tools, but we can, we can also talk offline and, and I can come back to the audience in the show notes with some other tools that I've recommended to you based on some more details that I'd love to hear offline. Very helpful. Thank you. Of course. Yes. More yeah. questions? Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Let's do it. Katie, do you want to ask your question next or did I ask your question? I guess just on this topic, we definitely have found, to your point, that the right influencers convert really well for us, specifically like functional medicine practitioners, yeah. um, wellness gurus. Yeah. Um, and I continue to be more and more suspicious of like how efficacious the Facebook spend is for us because mm-hmm. there's so many issues with tracking and of course, their team has the incentive to make it look like we are getting conversions on their platform, yeah. whether we are or not. How would you think about like shifting our budget from Facebook and Google to influencer marketing? Like, should it be half and half or should we like slow, slowly switch the bu- budget over? Like, how would you think about that? Um, I would do a lot of testing ahead of time. So like finding out how high is high on the more influencer and healthcare practitioner side, um, just like 10% at a time. So if you're at, let's say 70, 30 right now, 70 Facebook, 30, everything else, um, just switch it 60, 40, one month and, or six, you know, you know, your decision-making cycle better than I do. So if it takes typically, 30 days or 60 days from the first touch to get to a conversion, I would use that as your as your typical benchmark um, for determining how long it's going to take. Um, there are also, here's the thing that I'm really interested in learning about these days is like multi-touch attribution too. So like how many times does someone have to see your brand, your product or your service before they actually make that decision to convert, right? So like all of our tracking in Google Analytics, in Facebook or whatever, typically is a last click attribution. And mm-hmm. you can expand that to be only seven days from the, the attribution window, or it can be 14 days from when they saw the ad, you know, and obviously the the broader you expand that attribution window, the more leeway Facebook has to claim um, that they were the people who drove that conversion. Um, And there's a lot of technology out there that is designed to follow all of your ad journeys to -hmm. determine, okay, well, obviously they saw you on Pinterest or they saw you on an influencer ad or they heard you on a podcast, um, but they didn't convert from the podcast. They then saw two Instagram ads and then they got an email from someone and that's when they decided to convert. Right. And these multi-touch attribution technologies will allow you to 
better understand what that full picture looks like instead of just that last click that takes full credit, 100% credit for the conversion when really how many times have you seen something once on Instagram and you convert that one moment, especially for these larger, more considered purchases? I might do that for like a pair of Bombas socks, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to do that for something that costs over $100 or over $200. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So I would, um, I would definitely start thinking about multi-touch attribution. Those do tend to be kind of on the expensive side. Cause if you can imagine they're really incredible, like AI technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so it may not be something that is even worth, like the juice may not be worth the squeeze right now, but when you think about expanding out and you start thinking about like larger revenue streams and things like that, multi-touch attribution starts to make more and more sense. Yeah. Totally. Totally makes sense. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I have another question just about our content strategy. Um, As you know, this is um, a new vertical for us is, you know, producing our own content. And, you know, the way that we think about the content is obviously very important, especially when thinking about increasing lifetime value of the customer and building trust and all the things that you were mentioning before. Um, From a high level, what would you say you would like to see as a viewer or as a client of ours in terms of content? Um, What kind of content would you like to see Higher Dose create? Oh, yeah. I mean... Ooh, I'm such a fangirl. This is the best question ever for me. Um, I I would love to see like one-to-one discussions with different people to like hear about their similar to like what we're doing with technology and with e-com and what you're doing. Like I want to hear people get interviewed by like you interviewing them and hearing what they're what's going on with them, how they're feeling, what their what their ailments are, and then thinking about ways that you can help them, whether it's, okay, well, okay, you're definitely not getting enough sleep, even just basic things like that. Or, hey, um, you may need this like really experimental ketamine therapy and you should watch the the YouTube on that. Um, and just like thinking about having those exclusive conversations and then even just one-to-one consultations where you're able to like help people with what they need and and just directing them. You're kind of like, I don't know if you know that this exists. I only know that because it exists from one of my favorite other podcasts. Um, the eyewitness beauty is, um, Annie and, and Nick, they do this. They have this interview with a plastic surgeon broker and she's like a beauty broker and she's not a you know, she's not a doctor. She's not a surgeon. She's not even like a nurse practitioner or anything like that. But she's been in the business for like 30 years. And what she does is she has all of these relationships with surgeons and she is incredibly picky about who she connects people with and constantly reevaluates their work. And she doesn't get paid by the surgeons at all. Like she does not take a commission. She is 100% paid by the clients. So she is super 100%, you know, her, her value is delivering to the client and she's not indebted to the surgeons at all. And I think that there is a model that will 
sort of allow you guys to play that role where you're like this wellness broker. And again, like you're not the people who are administering the therapy and you're not, I, I know that you are a nutritionist, Lauren, but like in other, in you're not the ones doing it, but you're these, these biohacking brokers. And so you can have a whole private client list that you do that for. And I feel like that's a really interesting revenue stream and something that, that I would want to you know, use your services for and things like that. So there's that. And then with the people's um, permission, you can probably publish them. And then just constantly creating new content via email. You can, you can do like a Substack or a Patreon where you can, people pay a monthly fee to get, you know, what, what did Katie eat today? What's, what's the newest workout? What's the newest like hair care product? What's like, what's going on with the newest trends? Because I think a lot of people feel overwhelmed by what the options are and don't even know where to begin and just know that they need to make some kind of change. And so there's this combination between being subject matter experts and trend sharers and also customizing it to people's individual needs. Love it. Great ideas. That should keep us for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> just gave you a whole lot of work. Sorry about that. <laughs> Good. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, you guys, I'm I'm always in in awe of what you're doing and super inspired. And mostly I just wanted to have this conversation so I can hear what you guys are up to and also just um share with my audience the amazing content that you're creating with Biohack Hers. We'll obviously link all of your Instagrams and socials and um YouTube things in the show notes so people can can check you all out for for themselves. But um, is there anything else you wanted to to chat through before we wrap? I want to be respectful of your time. Oh my gosh, I hope we can just stay in touch more. This was like such a you know I learned so much just talking to you for forty five minutes, and um, I, I wish that uh, we would have been talking to you more the last year because I <laughs> would have saved a lot of headaches. <laughs> so thank you. Thanks of for uh, reaching out and, and being so awesome and helpful. Yeah, Same. of course. And I really love this form of podcasting, I have to say, Ingrid, where it's like, you know, you get a, a consulting, you know, session with you who is ultimately the expert when it comes to this stuff and then applying it to different styles of brands. It's a really great way of learning. Um, so kudos to you. I love this style of podcast. Awesome. Awesome. I'm, I'm so happy that you guys were open and vulnerable and, and, and willing to listen. And um, I'm very excited to see everything that you, you put out into the world from now. Thank you. Thank you.